Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Friendly Jimmy's <laughs> podcast. That's where we're going to start off with something that I got sent yesterday uh, by Bandwagon, who is a regular listener. Um, so this happened today at... Uh, no, not today. Whenever they're uh, the yours and whatever the yours and owls festival. What did you was. call it before? Me and Al. Yeah, me and you <laughs> festival. <laughs> the me <laughs> and you. through these pictures, but basically, what Jordan's looking at is like a bunch of kids being bashed up at the festival. Hey, but the security guards were wearing bucket hats, so they're chill. <laughs> and <laughs> these chill bucket hat security guards are pushing some guy's face into the ground. Whoa! Can I see? That's wild, dude. You've really I got to ask though, assaulting this kid just straight out punched him in the nose. What the fuck? I didn't know Christo went to yours and ours. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that whenever this happens, <laughs> uh, delayed, delayed reaction, <laughs> and it's not even the thought of Christo getting punched in the nose. That just happens regularly. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> it's the thing. thought of him at yours and ours. <laughs> I just feel like. I don't know who even plays it anymore. Well, he's just such a conservatorium music true, snob that true, the true, fact true. that he'd be sitting there being like, reverb pedal, yeah. please. Frank Zappa Where's the Chicago? Yeah, yeah. But are you surprised that people get beaten up at yours and owls? Whoa. Dang. Is that fake blood? No, that's real blood. I'm going to see this. It does look like strawberry jam, but... Is his eye bunged? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know the dates. I just saw the pictures and they look pretty horrific. God, look at that cunty guard. Can I see? He looks <laughs> so proud of himself. Uh, what I can do is, if Bandwagon allows, I'll edit these pictures yeah. uh, for the YouTube cut of this What's podcast. What's Bandwagon? Bandwagon is a person. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was like I'm taking app. her name because I bet because you it is that's... really POV Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see. With a grand oh. total of 60 bands. Uh, so, you, Jordan, you just, just describe it roughly for them. Some guy got punched in the face and there is a security guard who I'm imagining his name is Zemedvedev. And <sighs> <laughs> he seems very chuffed with the fact that he just made a guy's eye bleed. Dude, yeah. that's... Brutal. Is that a common occurrence? Because I don't go to that many no. festivals. That's no. Not, right? no. Is it? No, that's not a common occurrence. That's it's a common occurrence at clubs. Well, and and it should be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it should be a very common occurrence in Newcastle. Yes. See, I, that's what you'd expect. Like, yeah, that yeah, should yeah. happen in Newcastle. That should happen in Newcastle. That should happen in any club in the world, but not a festival, festival that is quote-unquote promoting chill vibes in Wollongong. Like, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a little bit more. And look, oh, you know. Bandwagon is actually Bandmole. But I swear your name on Instagram is Bandwagon. Bandmole's yeah. better. Bandmole, Bandmole. But, um, dude, like, yeah, that's that's a bit hectic. I mean, I don't <laughs> know if we can exclusively pay, you know, blame the, the organizers. But because, you know, you can't vet all security guards. But let's just do that anyway. Yeah, no. I think you're right on this one, Miss Love. And, <laughs> and as the Chinese very wisely say, a fish rots from the top. Does it though? It took me a moment to figure out what you're saying, but I also agree with that sentiment too. <laughs> right, right. Wait, a fish rots from the top. Yeah, what does that mean? It means that if there's something fucked up happening, but a fish, it's, it's starting at the top. But a fish doesn't rot from the top. 
Well, maybe Look, Chinese it's poetic, fish do. Right? Okay, What's I'm wrong sorry, with I'm you? Sorry, Jesus. You're anti-Chinese, but it's like, but it's not even true. Fish my, don't even. And roll. aren't you a musician? Aren't yeah. you supposed to be into things that aren't factual and just sound cool? <laughs> I did biology in high school, man. I learned about osmosis. I, I want to fish, fish rots from the inside out. The top down. Oh, a fish rots from the head, I think. is the, But either way, top, yeah. top head, whatever. who cares? <laughs> you we all know what you mean. Okay, so we, did it. let's yeah, start true. off with our first news story slash segment for the day. This is a light one. So Actually, we before we get into that, can I just say, if you have more dirt on yours and ours, send it to me because a lot of people have. And yours and ours, if you're watching, and I know that you won't because you're fans, but you just don't watch any of my content, uh, you should be scared. You should be very, very scared because my story is not uncommon and it is by no stretch of the imagination the most fucked thing these people do. But let's continue on with the show. Damn, yeah, that's they a, have been me too ominous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it a great me tooing the me tooers? Yeah. So nice. For sure, for sure. Me, me. All right, well, how about we keep that for, like, the, the main vid if it actually does come out. But I feel like you've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've killed them. You reckon? You don't have to be, like, fucking Genghis Khan and be like, now we shall kill the entire oh. family. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is how they refer to their employees. They're that kind of a company. We're a family. Mm. Are you actually from Wollongong? Not by a stretch. Damn. Mm. All right, okay, so... <laughs> Now this is a story mm. which is, and it's kind of, uh, it's close to my heart because <coughs> I care about, as you guys know, old people. I care about old people in aged care slightly more than you guys do. But there's I this- I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. And how could you <laughs> like old people more than this man? No, but like I care about the whole, I don't know. I don't know. I always I'm wanted part of the to golden generation. But anyways, like, you know, so there was this uh, uh, investigation um, that revealed that a Greek Orthodox bishop connected to an aged care home where 45 people died from COVID was like living a very, very lavish lifestyle. So he was basically stifling money off of from, from that aged care. So $31 million were funneled by the church away from aged care homes, which then were reported at losses. And St. Basil's aged care sir, were serving like potty pies and sausage rolls for dinner. And he was basically showing that the aged care was in heavy losses while well like living a pimp ass life. How do you think you're going to get away with $31 million? It must be like when you have a job at Hoyt's and you first start out by stealing a couple of Skittles packets and then you start stealing $400 a week. And I'm not incriminating anyone here apart from Torbs who did exactly that and worked at Hoyt's. But yeah. I think that's just what happens. You figure yeah. out the system and then you push it way too far. But don't you think even fuddling $20 million is a bit... Just take like one. people. That's not really a rounding error, is it? But you know, like, okay, I know this is this is a very fucked up opinion of mine, but I'm not even too concerned about like, ooh, funneling the money. I'm concerned about where you're fucking funneling that money from. Like, if someone figured out like this hack where they could get like every dollar on uh, I don't know like uh, venture capitalist acquisitions and shit, go all for it. Well, that was our maths teachers in high school. Miss yeah. Teaching, or oh my even, God. You know, Can we talk about that? Well, just replace the word uh, computer whiz with fat Croatian <laughs> man and venture <laughs> capital scheme with public school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's oh, all we need God. to do. Go on. Yeah, yeah but like, but you know, yeah. even if well, it's like, you know how like travel agencies, and I know this uh, for a fact, travel agencies, if they get corporate clients, they make sure that the air <laughs> ticket is like around the world. They find the most expensive ones so their cuts higher mm. because uh. corporations don't care because they've got budgets for travel. So like public, I, I'm... Look, obviously that's bad and everything, but I'm okay with that happening. I'm more concerned when like you're funneling $31 million and you're like feeding really old people sausage rolls. As mm. much as a f I'm a fan of sausage rolls. Yeah, the meat pies but at the same time, Yeah, potty pies are all great. <coughs> but for children, for like really old people, that is most likely not ideal, um, you know, nutrition. Were they Greek Orthodox? Yeah. Well, without sounding extremely racist. <laughs> this is a very niche Christian sect, which I am not part that of. Is Hence, correct. I will blame it on uh, the bishop. The, the, and the, haven't we yeah. learned the lesson, beware Greeks bearing gifts still? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> this is ancient wisdom. Are you kidding me? Probably older than that Chinese quote. Oh, the, the, <laughs> top, of the top of the top of the fish rots, yeah. Holy crap, yeah. Greek Orthodox. They are a crafty bunch. Are they a crafty bunch? They don't save it. They Sorry, what I meant to say is they're not a crafty bunch. Yeah, That's I don't think so. I, I, How many cement lions do you need? So much I honestly, It's not even about the Greek <laughs> Orthodox or like this particular person. It, it, I think it stems from like basically our politicians like giving up and not giving a fuck about aged care. That's just true. as a sector. They, they'd rather give it some money and be like, all right, you know. No one cares about old people in this country. And that's what I mean when I say that this is something that's kind of close to my heart. Labor cares. Labor cares Labor more, cares. for sure. But I think this is more of like a society thing, too. You know, we're mm. obsessed with young people. Even when COVID hit, it's a Western all I could problem. hear was like couples talking about, like, oh, I wish I'm so worried for my fucking infant. And like, your infant's going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. It's affecting really old people. Like, how come I never hear you be like, what about my grandma? And like, they're like, whatever. Like, it's a Western she lived her problem. life. It's a, it's a lame Western problem that we've that we've somehow e imported from America. Like in America, they just shelve their old people like you know, <clears throat> Toy Story toy paraphernalia in like in <laughs> essentially like cardboard boxes, just giant, <laughs> giant like Blade Runner esque pods, and and it's like shameful to to have them in your house. So like I think it's so lame. That's what's cool about Europe and. And Italy and stuff are just like, yes, Giuseppe lives on the top floor. My grandma's in the basement and the 10 families in the main house. Like, damn straight. Yeah, it, it is, is a the, Western my favorite problem. feature of Two's house, my girlfriend. It's great, isn't it? It's the fact that she has a grandma in there that can't speak a word of English shuffling yeah. around. Banoi. Boiling rice. Yeah. If I may. Banoi. Yeah. And my only interaction <coughs> with her is, hello, Banoi, to which her response is, mm, hello. <laughs> <laughs> But don't you That's think it's, nice. it's that I agree with you that like old in the West we don't have respect. We don't have respect for old people. Yeah, but it also like it is tough because look, I have a grandma that lives right next door. She's like over close to a hundred. Um, respect, and dude. she is. It is very difficult because old people, every part of their body hurts. They are not in a good mood ever. Like this happened legitimately yesterday. So I go to my grandma, right, and she's complaining about how my auntie is basically abusing her because she would never buy him a new toothbrush. And she said, my toothbrush, it's so old. There's basically anything, any Jesus. brush left on it. So I was like, oh shit, that's bad. She can't so afford. I go and I get a toothbrush and then I bring a new toothbrush for her. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. And my auntie told me, do you know what the problem is? 
I have bought her several toothbrushes, but because she's so old and almost blind, she always uses it the other way around. And she's like, it's done. And then she would throw a new one. It's like, I want a new one now. <laughs> and that's pretty much just, that's the thing that she, like even oh today, God. this, this, uh, her caretaker is this, uh, Filipino lady. And she's so nice. She's like, does, you know, it's, I thank her every second. I was like, oh, you're, you're taking care of my grandma and you're doing all of this shit work. Thank you so much. But my grandma's always like not talking to her nicely. She used to not be like this, but when you get really old, you stop giving a shit. Mm. And there's a whole communication barrier between them because my grandma does not speak a word of English. To be fair, neither does that Filipino lady. She speaks Filipino and my grandma speaks Urdu. And she's at some point, she's looking at her and going like, basically in Urdu like, bitch, what the fuck are you even saying? <laughs> And I was laughing. That is a sitcom. I would watch that. If you live streamed their whole lives, I would watch the shit out of that. Baby, my point is that it is difficult. Like old people can, they become worse. <laughs> so much but, but more annoying to hang out with. That's true. But Just but, take some Simpson wisdom of, um, we're going to ship you off to an old person's home. You already did. Well, we'll ship you off to one of the bad ones, like in 60 minutes. Oh, be good. <laughs> No, I'm gonna threaten them. It's good to no, have. You don't no. have to threaten them. You just have to. Take I don't know it. how good they have it. No, you have to take it. I mean, I have to say, I used to teach art at an old folks' home, and I tell you, that's the sweet life. Three square meals a day, all of them party pies. Sit in front of the TV, watch McGonagall till all the hours of the day. You get jelly. Nice what what do they watch? Is it Murder She Wrote? Yeah, that kind of stuff. The Beal. Uh, a lot of cop shows. Um, what's that one called? MacGyver. You know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Anything with a detective that has a moustache. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if they're saying, well, this is all curious and in it. Or, eh, <coughs> Florida's a pretty good state. Yeah, all of those. But, you know, it's <laughs> not that bad. That's just from my experience. But don't you think, like, is there any way, and now I'm making it slightly political, you know, when Bernie Sanders first came in, which I think the theory doesn't work because he never won, but one of the things that I really liked about Bernie Sanders because he was such an old fuck, he understood old people's problems. Uh, so he would he would be talking about stuff like um, uh, people not being able, like old people not being able to afford uh, insulin shots. So they're rationing insulin shots. That's and brutal. saying like old people need to like die with dignity and they don't have the kind of money, all that. Do you think... Most old people, if they vote, they would vote liberal, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Is there a way for Labour Party to like get them on our side? It has two effects. One, better electoral uh, consequences. And secondly, dude, I think they deserve it. They deserve some help. Sure. I don't know if you're going to be able to explain monetary policy to people that don't know how to use toothbrushes. <laughs> but you know, I did, I did. <laughs> that's, that's true. But I did have a discussion with one lady who was, I tried to get her, because, so, I go, I take my dog out for a walk every day at, like, this little park. It's called Kent, I probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> but, like, it's, it, it, it's funny, <laughs> Kent Park, it's funny because it started off as a natural reserve because some guy in World War Two was supposed to go over, like, across the harbor to, like, uh, shoot Japanese ships, but he just, like, fell <laughs> right near the barracks. Oh, that's probably not a good thing. But, like, so they made a national park in his, uh, in his honor. But anyways... But one of the things that happened is that they they opened this new golf resort, and I'm, and the golf resort which is just borders this national park, and it almost it encroaches into the national park, 
And so I take my dog out for a walk every day in the national park. So we just sort of like walk side by side to this like really nice golf course. And the guys are always just like, hey, can you hand me the ball? Yo, champion, champion. What breed is that dog? Yeah, sick. So they're that guys. Yeah, my dog's great. But I met this one old lady, right? And it is a hard way. It's a hard walk because there's no pathway. It's much more difficult for older people. And this lady was saying, uh, she looks at me coming out of that fucking bush, essentially, with my dog, trying to wipe spider webs off of me. And she says, my God, I tell you, the Liberal Party said that the only way we're going to get this, uh, we're, uh, the only way we allowed this golf course was if they made a, a proper pathway for us to walk. And they haven't done that. It's been years. And to which I was like, hmm, do you think next time around you might want to vote for the party that does, that would do it? And she's like, I don't know if they'll fix it, but I'll think about it. That's a win. She'll think about it. That's a win. Yeah, but she's also got dementia. <laughs> I don't think that you can convince old people. Really? Well, well my now that we're bringing up old expressions, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You've got years of experience, I think, with that. Well, I was just going to say, like, God bless my mom and her partner, but they saw your show and I was like, are you going to vote Labour now? And they're like, God, no. Yeah. Like, but it was like an I thoroughly say. enjoyed that. It was very true, everything you said in the last hour of unpacking all the economic myths that I was brainwashed with for 10 years. Are you going to change your vote at all? Well, I, I, look, I'm not a communist. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, let, let's even... The, look, benefit of the doubt. Let's say... Let's say... 50% of what Jordan said was accurate. Just Let's just say that. Let's just say, you know, secretly Jordan's your pinko commie that overlooks the fact that Labor has Come the colour red. the mic, please. Sorry, that Labor has the colour red in their thingy. Because, you know, he's still just living a dream world with this, with this, uh, the, the colour scheme. He's just, you're, you're, you're a colour denialist. That's what you are. But, like... Even all that at hand, even putting all that out there. Yeah. Let's say Go f- on, you're making sense. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Someone's saying it say, like it say, is. Let's say 50%. You're a colour denier. Is, uh, is accurate. That's, a, still a, that's still half of your values that should be challenged that you should sort of look into or, or you know, be open to shifting on. So yes, yeah, I, Ali, so <coughs> did it ever occur to you that she might have just been being polite? She was being polite by saying, "I'll consider it." Yeah. Is that what you think? Probably, but and she also was thinking in her mind, "What a freak!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she was Why genuinely she pissed brain? off about how the government never put up a proper like. Man, it's it's in shambles. Like there's a tree off the floods. The tree fell <coughs> on whatever <coughs> shitty walkway there was. And every day I have to like fucking jump over it. I'm I'm a relatively young person, so it's easier for me. How long ago were the floods? You're not wrong. No one gives a shit, man. On the other side, the golf course, as right after the uh, the floods happened, they had this. I'm not even kidding. I took my dog out. Like it was raining heavily. They had machines on this golf course that were just like. It, I had never seen such a thing. It was like a massive tractor with these brushes on the side that were clearing up all the water that had. Um, accumulated on the court on the golf course, and meanwhile, like the fucking natural park, like there's trees all over the place. It's no one gives a shit till this day. How how long has it been? No one's fucking fixed that tree. Dude. Yeah, 
I've never heard an oral letter to local council. Yeah, I was going to say was that was mad. a letter to council. Yeah, it's such a it's he's, he's, such a community he's passionate problem. About his community. Yeah, you are passionate about. No, I'm community. not. I'm I'm passionate about like no, not having to jump it. over no, the be, fucking. Be proud of it. Yeah. And yeah. why is there not enough gym match at the YMCA? <laughs> Also, the Bunning the Schnag. The Friendly Geordies podcast. The Bunning Schnag place was supposed to be making sausages on Sunday, but one Sunday they weren't there. Yeah. Not that I care because I hate Bunning <laughs> I despise them, but I'm thinking about my community. No, look, I. I, I it's. It, it's Harley's, where's the beef? No, you're actually completely right. But the, I you know, wonder whether it is the council's responsibility. It is the. It's definitely the council's responsibility. But the other thing <laughs> is, you know, it's the it's the problem with living in a, a non marginal seat. If you live in a seat that's considered to be liberal safe, they don't kind of, they don't give a fuck about you because they depend on these old people to be like, oh, no matter what, I'll I'll vote liberals. But the council is. A if it was a marginal seat, I can tell you they'd be cleaning that shit up. Nah. But because they just take they take like uh, Hughes for granted, even like it's the Craig Kelly seat in National Assembly and uh, what's her fucking name the uh, Liberal MP for my state, um, Melanie Gibbons I think her name is. The only time I fucking hear about her is uh, during election season, uh, sending us pamphlets. Like I've never seen her campaign ever in she my life. She doesn't need to do that. She should save the money. Yeah, that's what she's doing. But They're saving or at the least money. cut down the trees that are blocking the path to make those pamphlets. Just do something. <laughs> but <I'm laughs> the only thing that they do, the only thing my electric does is like rework the roundabouts or something. You know, they'll close down a road and they'll make a roundabout basically look exactly like it was before. Fuck yeah. And that's the only development that happens over there. Like, but it's all about different? road and shit that like... People like you know people that get pissed off about on their daily commute, but when it comes to like just preserving the natural stuff, the habitat, making a walkway, people's welfare, um, none of that. No one gives. But a councils, shit. when did you start caring about local issues? When I started taking my dog out for a walk and I have to fucking jump over that tree every day, and That's I swear a good point. this. Is I still think it's coincidental with the fact that you're nearly thirty. Yeah, it's true. true. And I, remember, I swear, at that age. I swear, like yeah. the for like now, like it's been what fifteen <laughs> days or some shit. Whenever I do it, I always think the same thing. It's like I fucking thought I left Pakistan <laughs> 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 because that sort of shit happened over there, and you'd be like, dude, fix the road. You know, it's been three years. But wait, aren't council bipartisan? Like councils? Just no, a they get elected. Nah. They got affiliations with everyone, man. Like as in they've got affiliate and that But they don't have the color blue or the color red. They're not they don't have an actual uh Some local councils do, but yeah. others are independent. Yeah, independent. But they're not independent. So is his independent? I don't know if he's his independent. Oh, there's a new there's a new poll. Abolish local councils. I agree with that. Don't abolish. Yeah, I, I thank God. <laughs> they suck. Such an awful idea. No, dude, you just miss fix them, the set rubbish. them targets. I hate like councils. straight up, dude. You you should know more than anyone that the councils are the most corrupt sect of the Australian public service. That's true, but come on, man. Garbage disposal is pretty rad. That's all you got. Yeah, it's though. sick. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah, but it's also the biggest medical advancement in human history. All right, yeah. Let's not revert back to ancient Babylon. How about? <laughs> 
someone else. How about this? How about the lollipop man does it? We just up their wage. No, I'll pay the just think man. the local council pays that guy. Oh. Just hold the local councils the accountable. Is that is that too tough? Give them targets. Well, it Make is actually too tough. Yes, it you is know too what? tough. The one thing that your I problem do isn't think unique. Every council, every council, Lane Cove Council was one of the worst. Again, a safe seat. I'm telling you, marginal seats don't have this issue. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, no, Lane Cove was shit. Lane Cove Council was shit. Mismanagement, misspending, crap. I think factually, Gosford Council is the worst. No surprises there, <laughs> dude. That place looked like that place looked like uh, like Ecuador when we went. It did. It looked like fucking Ecuador. Mixed with that Aussie flair of one of those going out of business rug warehouse. Yeah. Kebabs, two for one. Can yeah, I yeah, suggest so none of the something. class of the country you just mentioned? That's gospel. <laughs> Can I suggest something? And I will not tell you where this uh, plan comes from because you will automatically hate it then. God but damn it. One of the ways that you can fix local councils is mm. that you constantly do surveys. Uh, with the people living Wonder over where there. where this comes from. <laughs> and, and basically, stop it, don't tell them. Because then they'll hate it. Just listen to the idea. And then like you get all, all these <laughs> compilation of all the survey results. So then you'll know, like, because most people don't lie about that stuff. They'll be like, okay, are your roads clean? True. Are your, uh, uh, is your local park clean enough? What are the issues? And then you basically set local council targets depending <coughs> on what results you get. So you say these responses, let's say the average responses. Six out of ten. If you don't get it to eight out of ten in the next two years, you're fired. It's you not a bad. It's not a bad system. It ain't bad. Mm. I'm willing to extend an olive branch here because at the and moment, I assume the CCR stands for Credence Clearwater Revival <laughs> Country. See, there is a lot of wisdom in country and folk music. <laughs> 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 no, but really. We got to do something because, <clears throat> sure, like your version of a of a corrupt council is like, you know, a walkway not being built and like trees in your path, and the Lane Cove version is like, hey, we're too flash with money. Just knock down the town hall and rebuild it. But they're both corruption. They're both forms of corruption. Sure, ours is more. Well, mine is like literally is apathy, man. Mine is like honest. My council is just like apathetic to that area. Because anyone that goes to that particular park is not someone that... They're more concerned about the people that are playing golf inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And and so that's the... Like, those guys matter to them. They're the big money makers. They contribute to most tax. They are, like... That's what a liberal party wants everyone to be. Mm. The people on the other side that are walking are, like, people from, like, that aged care facility, which, for some reason, votes for them. But they're... According to, like, for, from the liberal point of view, they're leeches. They're not doing anything. They just suck on welfare. So who cares about now you've changed that you're, like, 85 game. years old and you can't jump over a fucking five-foot log? Yeah. Just go home. Could you? Could we elect our councillors? Would that work? You can, I think. You pretty, I'm sure you Yeah, I think that's how can. elections That's work. how it works. No, but we don't do that. Yes, we do. Eh. We do it, like, Where based on the... You don't do it, <laughs> and that's illegal. Another thing to add to the list. Yeah. At this point, I'm a fucking a lot of fugitive. talking about what our weed habits are on this <laughs> and how we shirk basic civic duties. 
even under pain of law. Look, I'm not going to lie. We still refuse to participate. That's how corrupt it is, man. Well, I'm not going to lie. I did read in the comments that someone was like, what if we voted the councils in? And like, this guy's talking shit. <laughs> uh, someone did just say What's that. his name? Milky, milky, butt, butt. Uh, All right, look. I can't uh, find him. Well, I can't find look, him. Look, I think we've but made... But you know what? Man, <clears throat> this Keating script that Ali and I have been cooking up. Damn, you're doing it too? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's sick. He's fact-checking a bunch of stuff and... Uh, script. Taking aside, pretty much so I can have arguments with Christo instead of doing any work that lasts half a day. Half a day. <laughs> half a day. It was amazing. He's not exaggerating. Did you film it yesterday? I should have filmed that argument. It was... Because oh. that was... The sign to behold. I was sitting here just delirious and I thought I was watching Oth Othello. And you know what's insane? What other workplace <coughs> on earth do you think that the workplace would be having a heated argument that almost resulted in fisticuffs yep. over the privatization of the Commonwealth Bank that happened 30 years ago? <laughs> That's crazy. so insane. The only cunt working was the delirious one on cold flu. Yeah. Just being like, you can use yeah, and, and, and what was your job again? Looking through pedestrian articles and going, hmm. Pretty shit. <laughs> so is that one. Hey, I just thought of something. Pedestrian is pretty bad all around. That's right, that's right. That's well, shit. I've got a headache. You're I'm going lucky home. he came to that conclusion. Could he just be like, hey, these guys aren't that bad. They cover band sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Howdy. Ah, the greatest artist of all time. Who the fuck's that? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Halsey? Paul. Do you know oh, Halsey? Do you know Halsey? Is that our old music teacher from school? <laughs> Mr. House? He goes like... Look, I was photographed at Bunnings the other day. What? Doing that Nicolas Cage and 8mm thing of... Don't film me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did that happen? Yes, it did. What? But, uh, <laughs> we really are getting off track here, which is that I have another opinion <coughs> that I know is going to get clipped up. Oh, for fuck's and sake. everyone's going to attack me vigorously for Wait, it. Hi, Panthera. Just, Put oh, it on us. The, the thing to Panthera, us, yeah. pan, Pantera, Panthera, Pantera. And I can't believe that I learnt this from the Packy Commie. Oh, shit. Advertising the Commonwealth Bank was mad. In fact... It was the maddest thing that Paul Keating did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm taking away that your conversation with Krista was, you thought it was mad. Because I didn't know how to, I couldn't tell you what you thought. Oh, so it was like you reading Othello in year 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just didn't yeah. understand what was going on. Yeah. Sounded passionate. <laughs> but I, I genuinely believe that too. <laughs> like, Do you? So you know what? Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know if it's what? the Get best me. thing he ever did, but like it was... <laughs> I think it was a very good thing. But just before just we get like into Shakespeare, it. you say it's the best thing you ever did for dramatic effect. Dramatic but effect. before we get into it, just so I get the crux of it. So he privatized it. Uh, now you're going to have to help me out. He privatized <laughs> it for a reason. I'm getting something here. A reason. He basically Holy shit. He Miss Love Balabragic, political medium. <laughs> he that is you. You are a psychic man that sits on a political podcast and have no right being there and you sit around guessing what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to guess that uh, wasn't it essentially like uh, he, he decided to give them money to prop them up to, uh, to, to make it profitable again? Is that right? No, it was Not somewhat close. profitable. 
It was profitable. So he gave them taxpayer money. But that's why you privatized it. I think- Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this, I just want to know from the audience, <clears throat> what do you think about that? Yeah, give us- that happened, I'm guessing a decade before you were born. Yeah, give us your views on- uh, Do you think the Silicon Commonwealth Valley. Bank- should have been privatized or not. But if you just pitch it as that without giving them facts, then obviously they're going to say- So yeah. Keating privatized it. Yeah. In phases. Mm. But look, I can talk, I can go on and on about like why I think it was the right move. What was the argument? What was the crux of the argument? Go on. What was the crux of the well, argument? To the, I think the, the general sentiment of the audience is, I have no opinions on stuff before 1991. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> And and they're, they're right, but Ooh, honestly, so close. It was 1988. No wait, didn't it happen in 1991? It happened. So he's wrong. His yeah. plans were in 88, moved to 91, yeah. finish in 96. Yeah, that's right. So what was uh, the what was the argument about? CBA was money bags. They took over the Bank of Melbourne, which was bankrupt. If Keating did it, it was a good idea. <clears throat> if Paul Keating did it, I'm all for it, dude. I don't Hell think yeah. anyone gives a shit. They just don't know the facts. Like on the surface, no, the, what was look, the let argument? Just, well, let me just paint you the picture because every boomer that knows what's up in the world, which is pretty much Ali at 18, <laughs> yeah, they are correct on a lot of things in that they really understand how the global sphere really works. But when it comes to the national level, it's always the same thing of, oh, Hawke and Keating were just Thatcher and Reagan. No, they weren't. First of all, they were much more handsome. Uh, Reagan was pretty good. Gotta know. Then again, I'd play out Thatcher. I'd, <laughs> I'd give her one. But uh, no. Panthera, Panthera. Actually. Yeah, Panthera. Is that Panthera? Panthera. 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 Panthera? It's a Panthera. It's a Panthera. I love it. I like how Panthera is my condom to Thatcher. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's just like the... the like that, uh, so the trigger word that we just blanket say. Like this is Seinfeld. It's Panthera. Yeah, Panthera. Paul, would you do Thatcher? <laughs> oh, come on. And nah. if you're a chick, who's hotter, Keating or Hawk? Dead Thatcher, would you do mm. hmm? necrophiliac? Do you mean like have oh, sex with her now? Uh, wasn't going that far. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You always have to take it to that next packy level, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just take it. Wait, why is that packy level? I don't level? know. I don't know. Hey. I'm guessing that there's more cases of necrophilia in Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more ghosts, so. You know what? Look up the stats. They're probably. Uh, first of all, I know of. Like, not personally, but I used to Fuck. read them in the newspaper. Uh, no. Like, The Undertaker was like. Uh, would. Let's get, let's say, get, w w they arrested a guy who would get hanky panky with fresh corpse. Oh, no, not fresh. I just no, don't know how that. you do it. Well, I don't know. The uh, body would be rotting. I, no. God, and you would have to, first of all, dig it up, too. Uh, no, no, no. He was a mortician, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know about that. I think he dug, God, he they dug would it have up. to be fresh. I think and none of that hillbilly, I got a possum off the side of the road, just three days old. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's and a yeah. anyone that's worse. fresh should always be smacked by a bus as well. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, you don't like that? No, I don't like it. Heart I... attack. All intact. Panthera, Panthera, that was too I think far. that deserves a Panthera. That, that deserves a Panthera. 
Yeah, that's it. It's just like it's almost like a it's almost like a tip of the hat, isn't it? It's like that panthera, mate. Chin. <laughs> that sir was a good panthera. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we talking about? We're again? talking you, necrophilia. That's no, you, no, no, no. You brought up yeah, something very similar. Banking in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, this is a fucked pod. <laughs> I don't think this is as big, as much of a hot button is issue. Uh, Sorry. I don't think, <laughs> I think this is I... nearly as much of a hot button issue as you think it is. No, it's a hot button issue with people that are 70. It's a hot button issue in this office, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I know, that's amazing. <laughs> I can it was tell the you hottest that button issue. It was the hottest I've ever seen I don't seen think I've ever place. been in a more heated argument with Connor and Krista. Nah. I loved every second of it. I think all of us enjoyed it. It really did remind me of when Keating, people used to say about Keating, and look, everybody thinks he was passionate about the economy. Keating was just passionate about arguing. There's two flies on the wall. He would argue just as vehemently about which fly was going to fly off that wall as he would about floating the dollar. Damn. Right. Um, but Likes to fight. Likes the fight. And, uh, yeah, but anyway. Wait, Christo? Huh? <laughs> Paul Fuck, Keating. Sorry, go on. Well, they do have that in common. They do, yeah. I wouldn't say you guys enjoyed it that much. I think it was getting to a point where I was like, No, but I like being in those wog moments of like, You fuck her, my mum. I fuck her, you're the man. (laughs) He was was prepared to leave. I can't believe that this was what is... I, I didn't know that it was that heated. It's there was, there was such a non-issue. It's just hilarious. threats of leaving. What? Not the business, just the, the, the office. Because look, look, Christo maintains that he was correct on the issue. And I don't want to say what his <laughs> position was, but I truly think that we were really arguing what came first, the chicken or the egg. And I took the egg position and he took the chicken position. It was such a stupid way to waste half a day. But having said that, but why, I really why? feel like it was just, uh, that's another day in the office here. But I'm curious what his, <laughs> what his opinion All right, was. I'm going to try and be in as objective as possible, knowing that he's not here. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so hard because I'm so worked up about it now. <laughs> uh, all right, so we were going through uh, the script. And remember the point that you were saying that uh, the Commonwealth Bank was acting like a private institution, so why are we paying their wages? Yeah. Now, his point was, it was turning over a profit, so who cares that we were paying their wages? It was turning over a profit. My point was, yeah, but we're still paying their wages. His point was, oh my God, you're such a spastic, I'm filming this, I'm gonna leave, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe this, you're insane, you're insane, say it again, say it again. Operational costs are a thing. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's a profitable company. What the fuck are you talking about? But I think that if I if I go back and look at it, he was right in that that is not enough of an argument to privatize it, that you are paying their wages. It was profitable, but it was a sidetrack point that we were focused. That's why I'm saying it was just such a stupid thing to focus on because it was just that, a back and forth for three hours, getting more and more manic. And I, I think that both of us were right. Can right. I just and we were arguing over who's more right. Can I just say something about that in particular? A government's metric for privatizing something is if it's profitable. If it is profitable, that's when you privatize something. Mm-hmm. Because look, as much as this is going to sound like a shock, but we aren't the CCP. Our our job is like a government's job in Australia isn't to run businesses. 
It's supposed to run certain businesses that are going down. So, like, at the same time, Keating didn't, uh, didn't privatize Telstra at that point because Telstra was not super profitable and wouldn't have been able to survive. Something like Australia Post. I actually, here's another good thing. Something like Australia Post today, which is still majority government owned. But do you know why the government still owns it? Runs at a loss. Those little stamps. Because, look, the Austra- <laughs> if you look at Australia, right? Aust- yeah. Aust- and those shit chocolates at the front that are only <laughs> sold at Australia Post that have pictures of bilbies on them. Yeah, I but love it's, those. It's, like, it's a monopoly for a reason. Because Bilbies. The, the population of Australia is only 25 million people. It's a huge continent. And a lot of these people live in areas that is not currently economically feasible to deliver to. Mm. Right? It's... it's if you get a private company and be like, okay, now you start, you get all of Australia and you need to develop, uh, deliver things to Northern Territory, all of that stuff, they wouldn't be able to do it because it would not make economical sense. The only economical sense for shipping right now in Australia is within the metro areas. And so what the government essentially does, it subsidizes people that live in tier threes, people that live in regional areas. Jordan, we do it too. We subsidize them people. Cause like, look, if you look at our merch to sales, right? the shirts that we sell, we charge a single amount for shipping. That shipping applies to someone that lives in Northern Territory. It also applies to someone that lives in Newtown, which is right next door. And as always, the farmers are getting a free ride. <laughs> yeah, but, but what we do it. We, we get the you people. Frick. We get people from like living in urban centers to pay slightly more than what they're supposed to pay so that we can subsidize people that live in fucking Tari and shit. So we do it on a micro level as well. I'll just add, I'm not happy about that. But I'm, I'm very happy about that. Shout out Tari. So Australia Post for that reason remains government because if you privatize it, it's going to be a net loss for the public. But when you've got, uh, when you've got corporations that can survive on their own, then that is an incentive to privatize them and not... And that is true, but I will add this as well. If the service is necessary then you shouldn't privatise it, That's even true. if it's profitable, which would be something like the electric grid, electric utilities, water. These things would be profitable if you privatise them. Everybody yeah, but needs you water, so you don't want to do that. That's true too. But Qantas is not necessary. Yeah, Qantas, or even for that uh, Commonwealth Bank, because you've got, a mono, you've got a government bank. It's called the RBA. Like, no one is privatising the RBA. Commonwealth Bank was... So th- this is the context. Uh, maybe, like... We'll keep it for the script, but the context was that uh, in 1991, Keating started privatizing Commonwealth Bank because, first of all, Australia was in a deep recession. It was what he called a recession we needed to have. You had unemployment that was nearing 10 to 11 percent, and at the same time, you had a ballooning debt. Australia was facing uh, stagnation, which is at the same time your inflation was going high and your unemployment was going high. Then you had a lot of these public assets that they looked at the metric that the Labour Party under Keating used of why uh, if something should be privatized or not is that they asked one simple question if we back away from this would it be able to survive if it was able to survive privatize it if it wasn't able to survive then you can't privatize it which is why Telstra wasn't privatized at that point but Commonwealth Bank was Commonwealth Bank on the other hand so the reason, so there were a few things that were happening. One was that there were new regulations in the banking industry, which meant that in order to commercially give these loans, you needed to have a larger equity pool. And because Commonwealth Bank was government owned, their equity pool would have come from the government. Equity pool means care, money. Care, money. And so they would, so Keating was saying that this is going to be something that we would have to allocate in the budget. 
And because we would have been the ma- the majority shareholders, like the gov- Australian gov- uh, Australian public, then we would have had to give in that uh, funds. On the other hand, the flip was that if you sell a profitable institution like the Commonwealth Bank, guess what? You get more money. Selling things that are going at a loss, you get less money. So you would want to first make it profitable to sell it. And then he used that money during a recession to affect things like reducing unemployment rate. Uh, he, one of the other things that he used the money for was uh, setting up um, basically uh, uh, on practical training for uh, apprentices and shit so that their, uh, their skills are more relevant for their workplaces. So making them more employable. And reducing the fucking debt that was going insane during stagflation. Like, I don't understand when would be a better time to do it. Yeah. The only downside, I suppose, is I do agree with the boomers in that he sold it for way too little, but it was an emergency. And I think that the other point is when people are always saying it was profitable, why would you sell something that's profitable? Well, I'll tell you why. Because as soon as the Commonwealth Bank didn't have this attitude of, what, we're not drowning, so we're doing a good job. And they had this lazy bureaucratic thing of just like only insuring, uh, you know, backing loans that were absolutely guaranteed to turn a profit to them. As soon as they were privatised, they had to kill what they eat. So they started approving way more loans. And as a result of approving way more loans, businesses doubled as a result of Hawke and Keating. On population trajectory, we were expected to have about a million businesses by now. But we have two million small businesses alone. That is because they upped how much domestic investment was here by tenfold, meaning there was so much more money getting thrown into the economy that then moved on to businesses flourishing. That at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you could have a profitable bank or you could have a million extra profitable businesses paying tax. Yeah. So it was just insane to me. Like, when I understood that point, I really don't get the point of all the boomers because they just stop at it was profitable. That's their end game. But so, so wait, wait, what's the end game? So the end game is anything that's profitable, the government does not sell it. So the government essentially becomes a major capitalist. Is that is that the point? So like, basically, the government should be Rupert Murdoch, especially because they sold it off to start up a bunch of programs that aren't profitable. Because that were that's going to help what the a government's supposed it, to do. It helped the country in two ways. It helped the country build a bunch of businesses that could build a bigger tax revenue pool that they could then uh, collect, which is essentially what happened because they doubled the GDP. But. The other way that it helps the country out is that by selling it, they set up all those educational programs and increase the skill and education level of the country. And then the Liberals privatised a lot of those. And and like I said, I can't... (laughs) But they shouldn't have privatised those. And like I said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're not the fucking CCP. We are not going to... We're not... like uh, The government is not a massive business person because that really fucks shit up. If the government is handling so many of these companies, their interests get diverted. A government job isn't to make business money. A government job is public service. Mm. And so once you like, if you expect your government to be like also making most of the money in your economy, then you're living in fucking North Korea. You're Mm. not living in a free society Mm. because then government, then these people will have their own vested interest. Mm. And so they're not going to be able to govern you effectively. Anyways, that's, but also there's Separation another sick thing. Powers. I've got a book uh, by Jack Lang called The Great Bashed. 
And it has that classic picture on the front of him doing his little auction pose, being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's about the depression, and he's pretty much arguing the entire de- book that this is all the Commonwealth Bank's fault. I swear to God, he's definitely got an axe to grind because they did kick him out of office. But this is the other reason that you privatise it, because before Keating opened up banking in this country, the big four used to sit around as this old boy cabal and actively campaign against Labor governments. Now, because they have so much competition from your ING directs and your Bank New Zealand, I assume, <laughs> right? They, they actually have to act more professionally. They don't have time to sit around and think, yeah, how do we out Andrews? Yeah, they don't they have, have to think insurance. about, fuck, we need to hit the next quarter. <clears throat> I think that what he envisioned, which was a lot better than the current circumstances, which it's always the same thing because people always say the same thing about the Commonwealth Bank that they say about the ABC, which is just put in better people. Yeah, it's not like the Liberals can do that, can they? Especially when they're in government 70% of the time. They can't put their own guys in there. Mm. Mm. What the Labor Party does, and this is Keating's entire political philosophy, is how do I make sure that the Liberals can do the least amount of damage when they're back in power? And one way of doing that was to privatise the Commonwealth Bank because it just allowed there to be so much more capital circulating around and it couldn't have this protection monopoly racket that was occurring. Then the Liberals came in and started loosening all the regulation that he put on this new private, large, global banking enterprise on this country. So that started to screw things up a bit. But still, the reason that we avoided the GFC is because of Keating's reforms like the four-pillar thing. So it's not like the guy did it willy-nilly because he believed in neoliberalism or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Like, the guy was a lot more complicated than that. He didn't have Mm. ideologies. He was a truly practical man that was constantly thinking about what works best. That's true. And that was just a teaser. If you want more details on Paul Keating, there's going to be a video coming out soon. That's true. Also, are you interested in that? Because that is all it's going to be. And (laughs) if I get enough likes, I will also be doing a historical case for why the Commonwealth Bank should be privatised in the 20s. I really do want to read the great bars. I'm in the wrong business. I should be working at Bananas in Pyjamas, dude. What am I doing here? Can you work at Bananas in Pyjamas? I think I can handle it. I suppose it's government run. Why couldn't I? Because you were born for that. Have we told this story on the podcast? Probably. What? You know how your dad was describing communism? How he was saying, it was so bad. Yeah. I had to get up at 4 a.m. Don't come say to your work at like 7 a.m. Yeah. And then everybody slept. Yeah. Why didn't we start 9 to 5s? I, I had to go home at 3 p.m. and do art for eight hours. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but... The best story of that is his dad was there one day and he was just talking about how lazy it was. So they'd forced them to do a bunch of projects they didn't want to do, which I did like about communism. So instead of them going, but I want to make a building with a stripe down the middle of it. No, you have to build a sewer. This is a dystopia. So they forced him to do a sewer. One of his workers screwed up the sewer so much that it was unusable. It was a billion dollar investment. Unusable. And he walks up to him. They're on the same level as employees. They go, hey, what the fuck you do? You fuck my mother. I kill you, you motherfucker. And his boss 
The guy was asleep, by the way. He shakes him out. <laughs> he work. was asleep at work. At he shakes work. him out. Be like, what the fuck you do? And his boss, who's next to him, is also asleep. And then he just goes, hey, Tony, the man is trying to sleep. He's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what a workplace. And you're always saying that you hate communism. You would have no, thrived in that environment. I don't buy you and Christo's autistic now. fucking perspectives on that. That's bullshit. I like the American flag waving in the wind. That looks cool That speaks to the poetic side of you, but the practical <laughs> no. side of how you operate is having a siesta at 9 a.m. in the but morning. But that's not communism. That's just, uh, you know what that is? That's, that's how the Spaniards live. That's just Spanish culture, right? Maybe yeah, even there, it's a little more Spanish. practical than that. Don't they have it at two? Yeah, they do. God damn. Spain in Croatia, eh? <laughs> now that's a lazy country. <laughs> well, could I just be like a musician and lay, lounge around in a communist country? I think I you, you can. can. I think everyone has to become a musician. Because oh, right, right. So when you you've can't. got like nothing to do and you've got some money coming in, I guess explore the arts, you know? Maybe you can, but you would have to be in a white suit wearing a fez with one of those onion-shaped guitars. <laughs> and you'd be on TV. <laughs> and let's Actually, be honest, that's a better look for you anyway. White loafers? White loafers, of course. <laughs> and every right. song is about how sick spring is. <laughs> Soviets love music. They like music that goes, yegading, yegading, right? Yeah, so learn yeah. how to do that music. And you like that music as well. Yeah, I don't mind. All right, okay. Uh, we've got two more segments. We're shy for time, but the f okay, let's go for a light one. Uh, miss, this is how fucked the investment market is. Talk about mm -hmm. banks. Mm -hmm. A US local deli. Which is now in New talking. Jersey, yeah. which is making thirty five thousand US dollars in sales a year, yeah. is currently valued at a hundred million dollars on the stock market. How? How? <laughs> Just they must have the best pastrami in Jersey. Is they that it? don't even. Apparently, the guy who has uh, uh, an asset that's worth a hundred million dollars in the stock market Just is the CEO, up. CFO slash everything. Oh. And is also like a wrestling coach at the <laughs> neighboring school. What is it like his GameStop? It's a bit like his GameStop. The other thing is like the location of the deli is valuable, but not a hundred million dollars valuable. So, the, so the so the game just continues under Biden, eh? I thought Wall Street well, was going to yeah. bloody get regulated. And they'd all pull it, their socks up. <coughs> Wasn't he put in by Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Too woke. God damn it. Yeah, but anyway, that was just a fun fact. Fuck. That's just how shit the did US Trump, stock market Did they like is. Trump or did they like Biden? I'm not sure. They like Wall Trump. Street, they initially, they initially wanted Hillary in, but when Trump oh, came, really? he was like, I'm not hating on that. Mm. And oh. then uh, when Biden was coming in, they were like, yeah, I guess he's all right too. Because like no one was really anti them if you look at it. Right. <laughs> so either way, they would have been dude, fine. You know what, Ali? You might be interested in this. This Perini book that I'm reading, which is the greatest. It's like that book was written specifically for me. It's about ancient Rome <laughs> and it's nothing but red pills. But there was something called tribunes back then. Pretty much, if you imagine, this isn't, exactly accurate because it's not the same system but they kind of had two presidents and then they had two presidents that represented poor people so they were kind of just school captains i suppose they didn't really have any power but 
what happened in that system was that there was that elite oligarchic class, I suppose the Wall Street of the day, which would have been landowners. And they used to pretty much patron who were going to be the tribunes. Now, isn't this interesting? Every now and then, one of the tribunes who was supposed to represent the plebs would be a Bernie Sanders figure and actually be talking about issues that the plebs liked and they got in and usually they were assassinated. But most of the time, the tribunes that were running for office, it sounded exactly like the Democratic primaries. It was just a line of dudes sitting around saying, I have leadership skills and I have attained this office in the past. I know what it takes mm -hmm. to be in charge. It was nothing about policy. It was all about their character. And I never noticed that before, but then I started thinking back to it and I was like, damn, Bernie Sanders was one of the Gracky brothers. He was actually sitting there just being like, the tomato tax is too <laughs> low. We need to start putting up taxes on foreign fruits, such as potatoes and possibly yams. <laughs> <laughs> foreign fruits coming from Idaho. <laughs> potato capital. Yeah, potato capital. <laughs> Um, but, that's but, fucking but funny, dude. Do you, what, what, so what, are you saying that that was fucked or did you like that? It's just, I'm going to be doing a stand-up show on it. It's just going to be called A Game As Old As Rome. And it's pretty much just going to be about how much of a fast democracy is. And it's the same ideals, just getting repeated over and over. What do the ruling elite constantly care about? Freedom, liberty. Other flowery concepts that make you think about how sick statues and flags are. Yes. Eagles. But there was no substance. In fact, Julius Caesar, isn't this incredible? Everyone was saying he's such a great orator. And he was. He, he had flair. But there was a new style of oratory that started around the time that he entered public life. You know what that oratory was? Stating facts. It was just him saying... Okay, the Treasury allotted 2 million denarii for infrastructure last year and only 100,000 denarii was spent on infrastructure. Where did the other 1.9 million denarii go? And all throughout Rome's history, they had such a clinch hold on power that everyone was just speaking about, again, poetic, bullshitty concepts of like, is tyranny bad? What about liberty? And that's the thing that drives me crazy about politics today. It's the same thing. It's just these annoying little terms that they constantly debate over. That's political discussion. Mm. The spectrum is very limited. Yeah. Yeah. I denari about... It's just amazing about that it's just this constant... <laughs> I said, I denari about that. But I am excited for the show. Don't know what you're trying to replace with Denari. It's Don't. a bit too vague. He does not yeah, know. This guy, all right? Don't. He understands Cicero debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, go on. That's cool, though. But you know what else was really sad? <laughs> Sorry, just uh, as a little teaser. I think I'm even going to finish the stand-up show on this. It's just so moving. But there was a hundred years before the oligarch of you know, some tribune every now and then coming up and saying, we really need to reform land or something like that and getting huge popular support. And then usually what would happen is the senators that ran the show would get some of their trained gladiators to come to their house and kill them. Uh, that's usually what happened. Damn. So there was the Gracchi brothers, 
they were some of the first reformers and they met that fate. And so did Julius Caesar, but that was obviously in the Senate. And think about this picture, Ali. You know that classic ancient artwork of Julius Caesar getting stabbed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think about that painting, what do you think about it? Um, why are all the penises so small? <laughs> There's no penises there, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You're looking through the robe. No, no, I'm just. You're think- obsessed. I'm just thinking a, a a leader, a worthy leader, being killed by a horrible evil men is is what I think. Do you? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Because both Miss and I. We were just thinking about that painting and we were just being like, finally, a tyrant is brought to justice. Yeah, a tyrant no, I, being killed. Look at his face. But that's what I used face. to always think before I read this book. Me too. Um, that's but all we're yeah, taught. obviously, look, Ali is a lot more woke on these. Oh, but I don't even you know much. That. Like, you know about this era way more than I do. This is just like. But this is the thing. I know about that era, but I know about it from the ruling class's perspective because that's all that's written down. It's always just friends of the senators that were the historians. Mm. And so everything that you read about Caesar is he was evil. He was a tyrant. What was he trying to do? He was trying to make sure that apartments didn't collapse in on themselves and that they were <laughs> subsidised for collapsing in on themselves. So there was actually an incentive to make sure the buildings collapsed. You know, it wasn't uh, insane things that he was proposing. Jesus. What a tyrant. True. I know. <laughs> But you know what I do? You mentioned uh, on Mental. one of the previous pods about you thinking of doing a stand-up on this topic. And uh, I can tell you there was a lot of uh, overwhelmingly positive opinions on that. They were People were excited, including my girlfriend was like, I really, really want to go to that show because she was listening. So do I. I want to so see my I. own show. So do I. Sorry to sound a bit narcissistic, but to quote Kanye West, my only regret in life is that I can't watch me performing <laughs> that show. I really <laughs> want to see it. And it's not even the next one coming out. Sorry, guys. 2023, stay posted. Isn't that amazing? She's three shows ahead. That's, yeah. You're making us look cool. bad, dude. Well, I, I don't think Ain't it takes shit. much. Huh? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, I, I just want to just get this because it's just so moving. But when Julius Caesar was stabbed, just to show you, even – this is the other thing. They're so in their own bubble that they don't understand that what they're writing shows that they're cunts. So they were saying that after they died, the – triumphant senators walked out and did their big speech about why they had to kill the tyrant. And isn't this insane that even back then you could kill a senator and no one could touch you because they'd be saying it to a crowd and there'd just be 3,000 gladiators standing around menacingly with swords. Really? So they'd say that to him. The next day, one of his generals came up and did a fiery speech and got all of the plebs to go fucking ape shit. They went in... They took, how symbolic is this? They were really moving people back then. They went out, they, they ripped all of the chairs out of the Senate, the doors. They went to the courts because the courts were just rife with corruption. And they took all of the wooden podiums from that. They made a huge bonfire and they burnt Caesar's corpse there. That was ma- named Holy Land. Caesar, when he died, gave every head of a family 75 denarii and made his... Uh, estates public parks for everyone so even in death he was looking out for him and isn't this so sad in the fire all these women were throwing in their bracelets they were poor they were unbelievably poor people throwing in their bracelets and their soldiers were taking off all their medallions and throwing it into the fire and the same thing happened when the Gracchi brothers died 
their land was named as sacred. The peasants, who had no money at all, got all of the little fucking scraps that they had together as a city to build a couple of statues of the brothers. And every year, right up until the fall of the empire, the plebs would go and give them the first fruits of the season and put that at the at the <coughs> statue. Honourable Isn't that people. moving? And then when it came to all of the big figures that you hear about in the late stage Republic that were the heroes, your Cados, your Pompeys, your, um, your, your Ciceros, they had to build their own statues with their own will estates. No one ever gave them any fruits. They were constantly vandalised. <laughs> and then they would always just write that down in history of just being like, they don't have respect for great men. But they yeah. did have respect for great men. They had respect for Caesar and the Gracchi brothers. Mm. Fuck. It's crazy. Do you, do you remember when we went to, this sort of reminds me of that, when we went to, when we were in Pakistan, we went to that mosque in Islamabad. <clears throat> that uh, weird spaceship looking one mm. and then right next to that mosque was a mausoleum of uh, a dictator general Ziaul Haq, who was like the, the scariest man i've ever seen in my man. life and you know you know what the uh, what the funny thing is like <coughs> he was such a feared uh just the ultimate kind of power that you can think of he was usually in pakistan we've got like we've always had benevolent dictators even our dictators were like don't be mean. Okay, fine. Like they were, like they weren't, like you know, s insane dictators. They were, they were really dependent on public opinion. But not this guy. He was the only one who was like a bit of a hard cut. He even clearly, <coughs> he even, everyone should look at a picture of that man, uh, General Ziaul Haq. He even assassinated like one of the most. Uh, he hung like one of the most popular leaders. Anyways, he was a different breed and he was a bit insane. But the funny thing was, like, you go to that mosque and right next to his mosque, uh, right next to the big mosque, we're like. Thousands of people come, right, to not just pray, but to visit because it's like a cool-looking mosque. From up close, not that cool, just saying. But anyways, from a distance it is. But it's, so there's the mausoleum. No one visits that mausoleum ever. And like in the same city, you've got like the Sufi shrine who no one gave a fuck about when he, the, the, the guy was alive, but you get like thousands and thousands of visitors coming to him every day. It just sort of shows you that no matter how powerful you are when you're living, what you'll be remembered by is not in your control. And I guess the only way you can control is just be a nice person. That's it. It's people actions. Will, mm. People will gay, give a lot more shit. Th these guys, like that guy, he probably thought he was God when he was alive. And like no one gives a fuck about him. Like mm. I was telling Jordan that even if I go and piss on that <laughs> grave of his, I don't think anyone would give a shit. <laughs> is there soldiers guarding it? No one. You remember, You it looked like, you were like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, yeah, that's one of the most powerful men that this country has ever seen that's his grave no one is even going there yeah yeah it is it is a bit like that it really i don't know for some reason that just really puts things into perspective doesn't it after you're dead after you're dead what happens to you it yeah. actually just really gives it all the money i, I don't know I, I don't know why that was so i don't know i don't know why that concept's so powerful it is but anyway, that's all I've got to say on it. It's just like when I read that, there was actually tears in my eyes. Dang. It just showed. Well, it is pretty cool. It is, fr it is really cool. Yeah, it is. Like it's fruit. Cool. You know, giving but it But the up. first fruits of the season. That's right. How respectful it's, is that? It's rad. 
And I yeah. actually, let's be honest. The first fruits of the season <laughs> are, are the worst ones. Are they? Like, look, it's <laughs> symbolic again. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the message of today's pod. Symbolism matters. The fruit I'm just gets thinking better like, towards the end of the season. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you know, if Caesar was never killed, you, would the Roman Empire still have fallen? Is that too big a stretch? Would he well, be in power today? Damn, <laughs> Super Caesar. I mean, wrong guy. Whatever his name. Caesar is. salad. Super Caesar salad. <laughs> That'd be the only difference today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you no can such get that at sumo salad. There's yeah. no such thing as a Caesar salad. No, no, there's you. just a bigger one. Right, right. I gotcha, gotcha. You had to get the big salad. Yeah, but. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look. But do you know, what, is that, what is he that, was is saying? Is that a bit of a stretch? Is it? Well, it was interesting because. They always try and blame Caesar for the fall of the Republic, but he was always saying, I don't care if I'm killed, which is why he walked into the Senate despite numerous assassination rumours. But there was always assassination rumours about him. But he was always of the opinion that if I die, it's not so much my life that I care about because I've just done so many great things, so who cares? It's that if I do it will eventually cause a civil war. It might not be my death that causes the trigger, but you can't squeeze the population that much for mm. that long. Mm. He was trying, really, this is something else that you learn from this historical piece as well. He was trying to stop the, he was trying to save the oligarchy from themselves. Really what he was saying is, it's the same message that the Labor Party is always putting through. Look, you can still be in charge. You just don't have to be such an idiot about it. You don't understand this. You've just been living in a plush, aristocratic, let's be honest, kind of fancy, luxury, dull bludger life for 10 generations. You're just so stupid from being overfed and, and sitting around eating like uh, pigs that when you open them up, pigeons fly out. <laughs> you don't actually think about things properly. Right. Right. And it was just pretty much like, look, you can make more money and not screw over the population as much. Like, this is a good idea for everyone. Let's divert the river Tiber because it floods the city every year. Mm. But they just, even to those kind of things, they'd be like, no, absolutely not. We can't afford it from Treasury because I wanted to siphon out a billion sesterces this year. So they wouldn't do that kind of stuff. It was What you learn is that there are actually very few men in history that are power hungry. Caesar is one of those people that was power hungry, but why was he power hungry? Because he wanted the power to do things. But most people, when they want power, they just want power because it, it secures their yeah. extra comfy pillow. There's different kinds of power. There's different what you use it for and what you, what you direct that energy into. Yes, yeah. and the oligarchy of every society wants the power so that they can just maintain their plush lifestyle. Mm, mm. That's all they care about. My it's vote just, is, is my lawn nice? Me too. My vote's for Caesar now. Yeah. Don't worry. Same. And he is a very comparable man to Bill Clinton. <laughs> don't, they, don't both played sax. Because Bill Clinton One played the loot. Bill Clinton already said what you just came across. Like, you can fool some people some of the time. That wasn't Bill fool. Clinton. Wasn't it Bill that was Clinton? Lincoln, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess. The second greatest president yeah, of that time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Bill Clinton, Julius Fuck. Caesar, maybe Abraham Lincoln. We're not going to put him on the same category. And Hillary Clinton, it. the best president we never had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, okay. Uh, look, we're almost out of time. We've got five minutes. But like the last thing that I wanted to talk about was um, on the 11th of September, 2021, all coalition forces 
are moving away from Afghanistan, closing that chapter. I told everyone that Biden was going to be the best president of our lifetime. <laughs> About really time. Did. He's getting a lot of criticism for it. About time. Why? Particularly from uh, what I what I call the, um, the Aspie argument, which is actually an Think argument tanks. that Aspie gives, is that they're, they're saying that Biden is foolish for doing this um, because what's going to happen is that once Biden leaves, basically China is going to like take control of the region. Which is, in my view, not correct. I don't but, think so either. But basically, that's their They're argument. They're saying Africa. that um, if if Biden leaves, basically what they want is, and and this was this article was republished on the Australian as well, taken from Aspie. But what they what they essentially want is for U.S. to permanently be in Afghanistan. Just just have a post there forever. So and the and what you get from it is basically. Uh, less uh, influence of Russia, China, in Afghanistan. Let's be honest. Wasn't that the point of them entering in the first place? I don't think that's mm. the. I don't think that was the case because they went in there, and it is true. Look, when they went in there, Afghanistan basically had become a hotbed for terrorist organizations that were hell bent on fucking with the U.S. as much as possible. Now. Afghanistan, but what what basically Afghanistan or the Taliban who were in in talks with the U.S. government has assured that we're not going to do that, and the only thing that we ask from you right now is that you fuck off from our country. I That's I promise Trump you that I won't on. do that. Trump ran on that. But then, but the problem is, <coughs> they're not promising that um, that they will work with the current Afghan government, and there are fears. That um, that the the Taliban are going to take over all of Afghanistan again, and then you know women's rights and and all of that stuff like because they are from an orthodox uh, religious uh, ideology that is not. Wait, don't you think that? Wait, 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 before you say anything, go on. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed yes, the camera yes, angle. Yes, yes, yes. Like so you're assuming he's going to say something egregious. Oh, and I am. Oh, okay. Get ready for it. My no, bad. how ready do you to know? Cancelled again? You just know every no, time. No, 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 no. I'm not ready to get cancelled. He knows. Should I say it? No, don't say it. Paul, do you want me to say what I'm about to say? Oh. I'll, 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 I'll say it. I'll say it in a different way. I'll say. It. Uh, yeah, I know what way. you're saying. Where's my bottle of coke listen. to give you? <laughs> so for all of for all those that think the Taliban is an evil organization oh. and Afghanistan, like the people of Afghanistan, are very against them. I know it. That yeah. is not necessarily true. Taliban represent a particular faction within Afghanistan, which, by the way, are the majority, are the Pashtuns, the the Eastern Pashtuns, who have a very orthodox view of stuff, but are also adversaries to all the other collective ethnicities in Afghanistan uh, that are represented in the current Afghan government and supported by the U.S. So when they say that the people of Afghanistan are against the Taliban, what they're saying is that our faction is against the Taliban. Mm. There is a huma, there is a large support base for them, which is why after decades of bombing them, trying to defeat them, they're still there. Mm. Because they have because they have a bunch of people that like them. And according to some estimates, the majority of the country likes them. So but what I was gonna say is that uh 
Osama bin Laden is the Julius Caesar of our time. Oh, 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 oh. You're such a dick. You're such a dick. Should we end on that? Or? I mean, no, no, <laughs> might as well. Keep going. <laughs> no. But you know what? I've got more. Osama bin Laden was actually just a poster boy. Like he, he wasn't even that powerful within Al Qaeda. So he was not the Julius Caesar. Do you know who was the Julius Caesar of Al Qaeda? A guy called Al Zawahiri. That, yeah, guy I do know that guy was the kingpin. He developed Al Qaeda. He basically used uh, Osama bin Laden as a poster boy because Osama bin Laden was Which handsome. No, he was he was like a the, the story worked really well for them because he was this rich prince of Saudi Arabia who had abandoned all his wealth and was spending it for the cause. So he was just the perfect guy to be at the front of the organization because it motivated others within the organization to be like, hey, look at this guy. He had everything and he's giving it up. Mm. Maybe I should blow myself up and that will help the cause. <laughs> so um, so he was not the Julius Caesar, but he kind of was. Julius Caesar was from the aristocracy, and I suppose he didn't give away all of his wealth. He did when he died. Yeah, well, okay. No, what he is is one We're of the great brothers who did do that. Caesar. He did give away all of his wealth and lived with the plebs. Mm-hmm. We're not equating but he Caesar didn't to live with the plebs. He lived in a cave. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> lived everywhere. Uh, look, okay, I'll, I'll come back to, to I'll come back to Afghanistan real quick. So this is how I'm going to defend Joe Biden. Because he's getting a lot of hate from all circles. And that's just one Before argument. There are other arguments uh, that are also against Joe Biden. Trump's is particularly poignant and intelligent, which is September 11, very sad day, very disrespectful. Very. <laughs> but Trump, Trump was, was going the on one. It. Trump, actually, to Trump's credit, Trump was the one who wanted to unilaterally withdraw from Afghanistan. But not on September 11. September 12, maybe. That was a bad choice right there. It's because he's losing his marbles. <laughs> I have I have a few I have a few Very pointers <laughs> for people that have the the against this move view. First of all, the Taliban of early two thousands and late nineties is not the Taliban of today. For a few reasons. First of firstly, the Taliban in like the late nineties became so rampant and spread so quickly and took over the entire country because first of all the the country was uh, was coming to terms with the soviet withdrawal and was just in a chaos and a civil war so everyone was fighting everyone else and taliban were the first organization that brought some sort of peace even though that peace meant that you know women weren't allowed to leave the house all of that stuff is bad but they brought some level of peace and what that did was that they started from a city in Afghanistan called Kandahar. And so all of these other cities like Kabul and wherever you were that had some level of Pashtun population, they were like, look, if they can do it in Kandahar, we can do it over here. So the organization developed really quickly, but it was super decentralized because people were just taking the Taliban name because that was the movement of the season. Yeah. Right. So when they did fucked up shit, like, for example, blowing up the Buddhist uh, monuments, which became such big news. The Taliban couldn't control them that effectively. Yeah. So you're saying it was the get up of Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm saying it was the get up of Afghanistan. Today, the Taliban is not that decentralized. The Taliban over the years have become super centralized. So what I'm saying mm. is that they're better able to respect their word today than they were back in the day. Yeah. The other aspect of it is that I don't think that China, Russia 
are gonna go back into Afghanistan or like are gonna are gonna like become the US of the new US of Afghanistan and take over the country. Everyone recognizes that Afghanistan is a fucked place that you don't want to mess with a lot. It is so, the Mordor of the world. Yes. Yeah, so I do not think I think it's a miscalculation yeah. on some of these uh, Western thinkers that China is just gonna go over there and take over the country. I think every player in the region genuinely they they want to protect their interests but genuinely wants Afghanistan to be stable. They, I don't think there is one country around them that wants at this point wants Afghanistan to be unstable aside from maybe like Iran currently when the US was there. But once the US leaves, the regional powers will have an incentive to keep it somewhat stable. No one wants a civil war over there again because this what civil war means is that you get spillover effect on all these regional countries. Do you and think it's also that everyone understands that it's not in their geopolitical interests anymore to control That's resources? what US thinks. US is like just thinking, I don't know if we want to do this. Like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Is is essentially their just argument. Just build more now. naval bases around China, Christ. Yeah, that's, that's what right. they're doing. They're like, so they're they're just thinking that why- <laughs> Leaning on the flag as well. That's right. All right, we're going to give you the final word. <laughs> <laughs> sick Miss Love is sick. <laughs> and lastly, I think the most important point is for us to realize that we need to let them figure it out on their own. Duke it out. If, if that's always be. been your opinion of the Middle East. Let them duke it out. Uh, because that's where you, that's how you come up with a long lasting solution. Mm. Like if you constantly, <laughs> you know, like, like so I, I got a cat and I, I had, I got a dog and I had a cat. As the, when the first time they saw each other, they started wrestling and fighting. So what we did was we were like, just keep them away. We don't want this. And at some point I was like, just let them duke it out. And then one of them will figure out who's more, who's stronger and who's not. And then there'll be an equilibrium. And that's exactly what happened. So everybody that's always saying that Jordan Peterson doesn't have very woke takes on politics. He's got the wokest take of all. He agrees with packy commies. <laughs> let children play. That's really what he's saying there. That yeah, is his point. But I can't put mitten gloves on kids forever. Because then they become man babies. <laughs> and look at a lot of Saudi men. They are man babies. They are man babies. <laughs> and, and, and the last point why I think <laughs> Afghanistan is not going to go back into the same chaos, civil war, hotbed for terrorist organizations like last time is that this time around, every neighboring state, in fact, every state in the world, every country in the world, every Muslim country in the world has realized that using extremist ideology to pursue national interest backfires, mm. which they didn't at the time. Oh. Everyone was using them. And because countries like Pakistan, countries like Iran, all of them had some vested interest in some extremist organization that was taking over the country. Now, countries, including Saudi Arabia, has realized that that eventually comes and fucks us back. Yeah. So I don't think the fact that like, radical Islamist ideology in Afghanistan is not going to have a sugar daddy in some state will again force them to look for political settlements. Taliban will take over the country, but that's something that we had predicted. And let's be real, the majority of the population should have say in their country too.
Yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. Anyway, so I'm going to... But the real question is, is Fox News or CNN correct in their pronunciation of Afghanistan? Is it Afghanistan or Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Oh, really? All I can remember is that one chick that's really old and very tanned and looks like that she should be a mum on the Gold Coast on CNN, but it's just been like, I've been to Istanbul too many times to go to the Golden Iguana on the Strip. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. What the hell are you talking about? <coughs> He's the man that deserves the final word. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Here's final word from Miss Love. Uh, on what? On Maybe that finish subject. off with the Buttsman's final words. The Buttsman? Yeah. Sh- uh, sh- what's his? Is it Sup Motherfuckers? You want me to do it? No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, Sup Cunch. So basically... If everyone looks back at it, Trump was the one saying, let's get out of all these fucked countries anyway. So let's get the fuck out. I think George Joe Biden's creepy translucent skin is fucking creepy as much as the next pleb, mate. But I reckon it's about time they get the hell out of there and focus on rebuilding those fucking car factories in Detroit. Anyway... Be good, cunts. Me dick stinks, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> Peace in the Middle East. Peace this in the Middle says. East. See you guys. <laughs>